going live what's up people hold on ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the 10x real estate warrior nation where we turn ordinary agents into 10x real estate warriors today i am super excited it's freedom friday and we have a young lady who's going to teach us how to get free and even as a real estate broker one of the things what if you could actually figure out how to get create a business where instead of those people waiting seven years to turn over they actually call you like once a month because they want to buy another property that's what happens when you do wholesale business. So let's bring Sharon in here right away. Sharon, I am so excited to have you in and uh, have you talk to the crowd and tell them what you're going to tell them. Um, first of all, where are you from, Sharon? Hey, thanks for having me, Sean. Um, I am here in South Florida. We work in the South Florida market and newly have uh, opened up in um, a market in North Carolina. So we're excited about that too. Yippee. What brings yeah. you to North Carolina? I mean, just out of curiosity. Um, well, the market, um, we see a lot of opportunity, but we've been following it for a couple of years and, you know, we pray a lot and we just believe that, um, that's where we're supposed to go do what we're doing. So, Somebody's like tapping you on the shoulder saying, okay, let's go get on the bus. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty God much. Bless, man. That's, that is awesome. So, uh, yeah. so you're, you're going to go to North Carolina and when you say the market, your, you know, your interpretation of a market is actually different than the average real estate agent because you're looking at numbers for return on investment. You're looking on numbers and stuff like that. So give the, you know, first of all, give the audience a little background, like how, how many, you know, I, I think it's great. First of all, I, I want you to share the story that you share um, about how you got doing what you're doing, because um, it does have an impact on why you're so passionate about it. And, and if you talk to you for more than five minutes, you can see that it, it just, it just like oodles out of your body as you're talking. <laughs> awesome. Thanks. Yeah. So, so we cater to investors, we're investors ourselves, and um, I feel extremely blessed because I love to do what I do. I feel like I get to do what I do. So uh, to share that story, I'll kind of try to tighten it up for the sake of time here. But um, basically, um, when I was a you know, little girl, I met my high school sweetheart at 16, and um, we got married very young. And when I was 25 years old, he was killed in a tragic accident, but not before trying to convince me to become a real estate investor. Now, I was uh, I had grown up in a home where my father believed you paid cash for everything. You took no risks. Uh, you worked you know, your entire life for someone and then you retired. And if you were lucky enough, you had some type of retirement that could outlast your life. And this was, you know, what my husband had to kind of beat out of me. But instead of beating it out of me, he came up with this very slow and sure plan to uh, get convinced me to do this. So I thought, well, if I'm going to be a real estate investor, I must need a real estate license. And so I said, all right, uh, you know, I'm, I'm up for your plan, but let me go get all these licenses I, I obviously need. And I got, I mean, if it was on the list, I got it. And turned out all I really needed was my driver's license. But I'm thankful that I got those licenses and they have helped me make a lot more money. And so I started, um, you know, as a, basically as a licensee at 26 years old, having lost my husband and I quit that full time job I had. However, that job was very instrumental in teaching me a lot of things because I worked for the in-house counsel of a commercial investor. <laughs> and so. And there you I have to see, yeah, the big world and how much they made on one deal. And, you know, my paycheck for life was like this much of that profit. So, 
Um, <laughs> I jumped into this business and I bought the like ugliest house I think I've still seen. I think it just resembled my emotional state at that time and, um, you know, got busy. I, I realized quickly as an agent that this is a lot of work. Agents are underpaid and undervalued. <laughs> And if I wanted to make money, I needed to be in a place in a position where I controlled the asset. And that was my basically my aha moment at 26 years old. And so that's when I shifted to attempt to do. And I began to learn how to invest in really the school of hard knocks because we did not have the technology we have today. We didn't have the smartphones and the internet and all the things we had today. I mean, like my most you know, used a uh, piece of technology in my office was the fax machine, you know? And right. so, um, but yeah, so then I realized, you know what, if I can, I can only do so much business myself, right? My pockets are only so deep. I, I only have so much uh, resource. So if I can also cater to investors as a, an, an agent or broker, um, doing what I do for them, leading them into the, uh, the things that I've learned, well, then I'm going to make money helping other investors make money. And so I kind of drove both of those paths, wore both of those hats ever since then. And today we cater to investors uh, worldwide. We are the hands and feet of investors, um, whether they want to invest their, their money or they want to uh, invest in real estate. Um, we provide all the services that they need here. Um, and we do it in South Florida and now in North Carolina. So I'm very passionate about teaching people to do what I do, whether they want to learn to invest or they want to learn to be an agent. And ironically, you know, we've called it the maverick agent uh, training because what's a maverick? It's someone that's, you know, sure. doing what the crowd is not and becoming the best at it. And, you know, and those are the ones who niche down, you know, people who work general business make general money. But people who niche down and can really cater to an audience that um, may be underserved in some form or fashion um, really can make a lot more money. And when you do it with the right heart, motives and passion um, and you work with integrity, uh, you're just going to be rewarded, I think, and reward others as well. So I, I wanted to post this. I mean, that, I don't know if you realize that. I don't know if like, where is that? Where is this going from? Oh, it's from yours. Um I don't know if you are a subscriber to uh, Abraham Hicks and that and that kind of philosophy and stuff where, you know, manifestation and all that stuff and people, you know, mediums, you know, people speaking through people. Um, but I mean, Jesus, you just hit the nail on the head where you said, hey, general business gives general money. We started the 10X Real Estate Warrior Nation because, you know, we were trained as generalists when we got our license. I said, hey, here you go. And when I met my wife, who's a physician, she's like, well, yeah, we go, we get our license as a, as, a, as a physician, and then we specialize and we go to school. If you want to be a hand surgeon, it may take you 10 years because you got to go to surgery first, and then you got to go to a specialized program for hand surgery, and then you may have to go take something for neurology or something because there's so many nerves in the hand. It may take you another 10 years to be able to get that skill set. And then it, it, what we started you know, realizing, and I know, I'm, I know I'm preaching to the choir when I say this, is we're starting to see over the years is 10 years ago, we could have made a living or we did make a living on what I call the float. It's those deals that are just kind of floating around that you kind of go wake up and you go, oh, there's one. Let me grab it. The challenge is nowadays with the Zillas and the Trulias and all those big, Z, those big lead companies, they're like a giant commercial fishing net coming across and grabbing all that scrap stuff 
And now the other agents don't have that scrap to be able to live on, which is what the general real estate agent was doing. Yes. Um, so what we've done is, you know, as part of, and thank God, Sharon is one of our speakers who's gracious enough to really, you know, share her secrets um, to, you know, what she does and how she does it. And, and I mean, and bear in mind, it is a top secret strategy that, you know, I got to remove that for a second. I don't know why that's happening. Um, but, you know, you, what you're teaching people is really nothing short of nothing short of like a, you know, a very, very, very skilled discipline that's taken you years to figure out. I mean, how many years did it take for you to actually stabilize your business to where the majority of your business is the investment strategy part? Um, well, I didn't do a lot of retail and, um, I pretty much, uh, I would say not very long, um, only for the fact that I just chose to focus on investors. I just wasn't, you know, and that's, and fortunately there are real estate agents that have made a great living focusing on that retail client cause they need to be served and that's their passion. And they couldn't care less about working with an investor. Right. And so um, part of what I do is, is teach agents how to vet these investors because a lot of them call and say, I'm an investor, but they're really just a time waster. So right, right. You know, we want to vet they're them. They're like liars are liars, you know? Yeah, right. And so we want to vet them and we want to work, we want to hand choose who we want to work with. Okay. And I find that a lot of agents or anyone actually who's an entrepreneur that is self-generating their income, they chase money and chase deals and chase after someone who says they're an investor instead of become the expert and cause the business to come to them, cause the money to come to them. <clears throat> you know, in other words, I know in your course, when you're, when we talked in your, on um, the summit, which is in Sharon and the 10 X real estate warrior nation, if you guys aren't sure what we're talking about, by the way, um, the 10 X real estate warrior nation is launching our summit on the 15th, 16th and 17th. Sharon is one of our top guns. What is a top gun? General realtor. We teach you some skills. We give you a basic foundation. We give you what's called the 10X Real Estate Warrior Nation's foundational skill set, which is the, the personal success formula. We teach you how to build a bulletproof morning routine. And once you start to do that, you become what I would call a 10X Real Estate Warrior. When you want to actually niche down, niche down into becoming a real expert like these people in here and like Sharon, that's when you go and you listen to Sharon and you go to her VIP and she actually, right now we're talking surface level, but if you go into and you get an all access pass, she's going to go deep into teaching and what it took her, how many years, like 10 years to get it right. And, you know, and I'm sure if I ask Sharon this, you know, the only way you get it right is by getting it wrong a lot, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, so you can shortcut their process. And like Tony Robbins says, you can turn, you can literally turn decades into days um, by saying to them, Hey, you don't want to go over there. I mean, I'll give you a great example of what you what you just talked about was I had a, I had an associate working with me on my team and she came from California. She said, you know, I worked in California. I ran all these people around. I didn't make a lot of money in real estate. And I said, well, tell me more about your pre-qualification for the buyers. And she goes, what do you mean? I mean, if they got a heartbeat and they can fog a mirror, I'm putting them in the car. I mean, they got a check. Right. And I go, well, and at some point after about a year and a half, the one, the, the buyer that she was working with was making, offers on a house for 10% less than the fair market value and the properties were selling in less than three days for 5% over the asking price. So I got them on a, I got them on a conference call and I said, I said, listen, I, I said, if, if you, if you feel as though the market is here and it's really here, or you think it's here and it's, and you want to make offers here, 
I said, you know, we have nothing to talk about. And I said, we can't really help you. And do you know that the buyer agent was so adamant that I was crazy, that they couldn't believe that I, would, I embarrassed them because I called the woman out and said, you know, we're, we really can't help you. You know, seven months later, I got a, I got an email and I got a phone call and a text to say, see, I told you, I sold them a house and I wrote her back and I said, it only took three years divided by how many hours, how many houses did you sell them? And I know for a fact, when she worked with us, she saw, she showed them 15 houses at least, you know, so your ability to help somebody to recognize, like, what are some of the things that you hear on the phone where you just kind of go, like, I know for me what it is, but um, I want to know what your, your perspective is when you just tune them out and go, okay, you're, we're out, <laughs> you know? Well, you know, here's, that's a great, um, question and there are what i want to work with is ready willing and able right so the able is the is the percentage of the group that's out there that you want so everybody calls you says i'm ready to invest i'm well, willing able? to describe the able for us right for the amateurs in the room but able means here's my proof of funds i'm ready to buy right now what have you got and so I take the vetting to even an extra level. And I, you know, I teach the people that you're bringing um, how to 10 X each client. Right. So right. just like you mentioned, when we first started, you, you know, um, general real estate agents are being taught to drive people around and then mail them recipes for seven years until they're ready to list. And hopefully they do. Right. So, and, and I'm not saying that's the wrong thing to do. That works if that's right. your thing. Right. But that's not my thing. Right. So, I don't see you as a pumpkin pie lady, <laughs> like Mary Kay with a Mary yeah. Kay jacket on. <laughs> so I like to, um, and I'm a firm believer in educating my clients. So everything that I do is what I teach your folks how to do so they can duplicate a proven system. I'm all about buying my way up the ladder rather than taking the time to walk up it myself. If somebody ahead of me has figured out a way to get there successfully, their wheel works I don't care how much that wheel is. If it's going to help me step into their shoes right now, I'm going to pay the price because time is not an asset of ours. We get so many years on this planet. However, we are not limited by the amount of money we can make. And so I don't want to wait till I'm 90 to make that money. I want to make it today and I want to make an impact in the world with that money. It's not just about me, right? So I love to cater to the kingdom minded that have a cause behind their work ethic. And so, you know, we're able to change lives and we're able to change a lot of lives that need their lives changed as a result of what we do well. And so, so you, able you this to once before. That well. I'm I wanna, sorry. I want to just touch on that before I forget. And because you say it so eloquently and you just bruise, braze through it. Tell us more about the kingdom mindset, because and I know you're very spiritually based. Um, we're not. And we're not saying you should do any spiritual or, you know, one, one religion or another, but if, you know, like I was involved in an organization once and they said, you don't have to be a Catholic. You don't have to be a Jewish. You don't have to be, you know, Muslim. You just have to believe in a higher power or in, in something more than yourself, you know? Um, and you've spoke on that on quite a few times. Like you said, Hey, we, we ended up in North Carolina because we felt as though you know, we were chosen to go there. Mm -hmm. Um, and when, when, how do you, how do you like, I think it's important to actually explain how to agents, how you recognize when not to work with somebody. Cause we could all, we could all say, oh my God, I got another lead. I got another lead. But how do you know, how do you know when you just should just step away and go, you know what? That's going to be more of a headache than it's worth. 
I think that a lot of people don't trust their gut feeling, you know, um, because they're broke. <laughs> I think I'm that scared. Scared. when when people need money, they make the most compromises. And so whenever we look back at our mistakes, we can identify exactly why we made that mistake. And it's usually because we compromised something we already knew that we shouldn't do. And, and so, and we already had the warnings, the writing was on the wall. So I think that when you have <laughs> procedures to follow, and this is the biggest thing that I give them is procedures to follow. Here's the questionnaire, vet every single client with this questionnaire. And if they don't answer it like this, they're not ready for you to work with. You're going to waste your time. I think I reiterate in every single section of my training about how I hate to waste time. I don't want my time wasted. I don't want their time wasted. I want to move on with life. So um, I want to know that they're the right person to work with. I'd rather work with three ready, willing, and able buyers that I like than 15 people that are just wasting my time on the phone, right? Just like you were talking about. Sure. And so people don't, and the other thing is people don't value themselves. So investors that don't want to pay me what I'm worth or the first part of the conversation is is negotiating my commission. That's already a red flag to me. I don't, I don't want to make three and 6%. And I teach that right off the bat. I am earning a flat fee if it doesn't already equal X. And so, um, you know, so if you say don't that again, say that again, I I'm going to get paid a flat fee. Yeah. There's no, it's a minimum standard that I'm going to work for. I'm setting the, I'm setting what that number is and I'm not going to accept anything less than that. Right. So I teach them how to, to create their own income because of that. So the value that I'm teaching them to bring is properties to these investors that they will not find otherwise. So one of the main things I go into is teaching these agents how to locate and find off market properties. So that way you're not competing with the Zillows and everything else out there, right? We eliminate competition. There's no one like you Maverick agent that can offer these investors what you can offer them. So you immediately or very quickly become this go-to agent for these guys and you're on speed dial in their phone and vice versa. And you are making repeat closings, just like you talked about. So instead of waiting seven years, I've just done seven deals with one guy. And so, or girl, and um, oh, that's girl. what I prefer to do. So I just share all my secret strategies, everything that we do. I share my forms, my letters, my scripts, everything that is already proven to work to step into this niche where you no longer have to drive people around on weekends and holidays and nights because that's when they're not working. And so these are your coveted family hours yourself that you're sacrificing to go out and do what you do. And so, like I said, there are people that are called to do that and God bless them, but that's not me. <laughs> you know, it, it's so funny you say that because um, we do a lot of um, probate and estate work, right? And I said to my sister recently, I said, you know, it took me 25 years to figure out I'm not the guy that walks up and down the fence at the soccer game and at the, my kid's soccer game going, hey, my name is Sean. If you want to sell your house, hey, check out my butt and check out my boobs. You know, that's just not my, that's not my routine. It's, you know, because I don't have button boobs and the gay guys used, used to hit on me when I was skinnier, but you know, it, it just is what it is. But at the end of the day, that's not my core. My core is like you is dealing business to business. Usually mm -hmm. people, uh, and, and what I found was um, I found a niche in um, as much as I joke about it, I sound very crass. I'm actually the polar opposite. I care too much. So for me, the probate in the estate area works better. 
and I'm more, um, you know, I care, but I'm also very pragmatic and very um, digital. And I can make a decision based on, hey, you know, I know that you're hurting and I know this is going on, but this is the best thing for you. This is the best thing for you and your family at this time. And, and you know, by the way, it's not always selling the house. Sometimes, like, I actually went to see a guy. Um, it was really a funny thing. Five years ago, I went to go see a guy and his mother, and he said, you know, my mom's uh, not doing well. She's 90. We think it's going to be um, any day now or whatever, but, you know, we just want you to check out the house. And I said, okay, fine. And he said, you know, we need an evaluation for the taxes to be able to have a letter of opinion or we have to go pay for an appraisal. And I said, well, I'll give you the letter of opinion. You just let me know what you need. And he goes, do we charge you for that? And I go, no. I said, you know what? When something happens and you've got forbid you need my service, just come back and let me know. I said, other than that, that's just a service that we do as a courtesy. And we hope that your mom, you know, if she does pass away, God forbid, it's, a, it's an easy pass. Well, wouldn't you know it? She lasted five years. And the guy called me back and he said, you know, I've gotten, I can't tell you how many phone calls I got. He goes, but you said to us that here, you just do this and you did the right thing. So here, here, where do we have to sign for your contract? And I said, okay, here, sign here. And then they, they came over to me with a yellow pad and they go, here's the 15 people that want to buy this house. Just go find one of them. And, and can you put it together? Yeah. You know, so I, I, I believe that um, what you're teaching people you know, there's a, there's a niche for it. It's not everybody's personality. It's almost, it's almost actually the polar opposite of the masses, right? Because yeah. not everybody's wired for it. Um, you know, um, I will say this though is, and you'll, you'll appreciate this. One of our speakers is, um, is a guy who works, uh, his name is, his name is Ren Jones from Vulcan seven. And he has a secret weapon that basically helps people to dial the phone probably twice or three times as fast as you normally would with automation. Um, and, and he said to me when I first met him, he goes, you know, only five, only like three to 5% of the people out there are willing to actually get on the phone and call somebody. So if you're teaching your skill set, right. And you're teaching people how to do that and to, how to aggressively go up and find the properties right now, the biggest challenge we have is the, is there's so many people out there competing for the same business. Mm-hmm. Well, you just took 80, or I'm sorry, you just took 96% of them out of the equation by simply offering them your process. Because if you're willing to get out of your box and pick up the phone and say, hey, do you mind if I help you and your family with your real estate needs, which doesn't sound very confrontational to me, um, that's, that's a game changer. And and you can, you're, I don't know if you realize that, but your process now all of a sudden, you take 95% of the equation, you can take 95% of the competition out of the equation. Right. And by the way, how much, how much, like if, if you find the property, you bring it to your investor, right? If you do it as, if you do it as like what you're saying, it's a flat number, right? But I'm sure it's not, it's not less than if they sold it, if they, it's not less than half of what they normally would have got. It's actually a hell of a lot more than that. So, um, and then if you're able to do that for an investor, do they come back to you a lot? Constantly. <laughs> Constantly. And, um, you know, I teach um, the Maverick agents to market to the sellers at no cost to them um, and that my buyer will take care of me. Now, my buyers know that I'm bringing them inventory they would not otherwise purchase and that they are, you know, taking into consideration my compensation when they make that offer, but that it doesn't fall upon the seller. So that that way the sellers are more inclined because a seller in distress is receiving so much collateral. 
we want to stand out. We want to be different. So we want to be the person that says, hey, I'm not trying to buy your house. I'm not trying to be an investor. I'm not trying to do all these things that everybody else is doing or even my other hat for me would be doing. But I just want to bring you somebody who can solve your problem, pay cash, and they'll even pay me. You don't have to, you know, give me a call. (laughs) The best part is it comes out of that number anyway. It's just how you word it. Right, exactly. But but it sounds a hell of a lot more eloquent that way mm -hmm. um, and a lot less less confrontational. Right. Um, So I give them the letter, the script to speak. Um, You know, it really is the A to Z, how to do this and scale it, duplicate it and scale it and grow um, a business that, you know, they're chasing you for the deals. I mean, if you get good at it, I'm assuming that you said there's a script, depending on where you're calling, you could have somebody else calling and have somebody that's a closer. Absolutely. Which is what our model was for years was get the guy teed up, get him on the phone and just conference me in. Mm-hmm. you know, and I'll close them. And, <laughs> Excuse me. You know, that's the classic, uh, Jay Abraham's model, which was the, you know, he right. talked about when I first met with him, he said, you know, he said, your, your time is to close people, not to, not to go massage people. He goes, you're not the triage nurse. You're the surgeon. Mm-hmm. You know? And I was like, and I, and I thought about that afterwards and I'm like, you know, he's right. The light, next time I went to the doctor, the doctor, I'm in the office for probably 40 minutes, 45 minutes, but the doctor's only in there for about six minutes max, mm-hmm. you know? Let me ask you this um, on your um, on your other, you know, when you when you work with an investor, right, what is uh, I know you have a policy of of an escrow and all that, which is basically saying to them, hey, show me the money, mm-hmm. you know, um, show me that I really should be working for you because you don't have it. I'm assuming you don't have a buyer agency agreement is what you're working with. But you once you get a deposit, then, you know, that guy's going to work with you. Right. Um, So basically, yeah. So I teach, you can certainly use that option, but, um, you know, in the way that I do business, I control the asset. No one's going around me because it is me, you know? And, um, and so I just work in a, in a unique way. Um, but right. Do you guys do do a, take a wholesale position or no? We do often. So in our, what we've, what we've scaled to is basically acquiring that inventory in some form or fashion, right? So we control the inventory. And that's basically the thing I learned over 25 years ago that he who controls the inventory makes the money, right? Absolutely. And so that's the position that I want to teach them to uh, step into. And that's not, by the way, that's not a, that's not an easy, that's not an easy way to go figure that. That's not something you go figure out on your own. You really need to work with somebody like Sharon to help you because, and I'm going to just tell you from a licensed agent standpoint, if you do it the wrong way, you could put yourself in jeopardy. If you don't, if you do it the right way though, it actually helps you to have a license because you can say, Hey, listen, I'm licensed. So anything I do with you has to be 110% above board. But you, you know, like, and I know my attorney will say to me, Hey, if you're going to buy it yourself, um, then, you know, you should really just close on it because of the liability and everything else. But there is ways to do it safely and, and, you know, and with, with ethical, you know, with, with an ethical approach to it. Um, what do you think the number one question is that you get from your students that you've, that you've trained over the years before they get started with you? It's funny that you ask. Oh boy. Um, but <laughs> the number one question is how do I get paid at closing? So right. I think the number one question should be, how do I find my first deal? Right. But they're already like putting themselves in closing right. and th- of issues that are going to come up. We're going to talk about attitude at least. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'm like, okay, great question, but let's start at the beginning. Let's go get some business. 
And, um, yeah. you know, and then what everybody, uh, I think, buries themselves in getting started because it's in their comfort zone. They go rebrand themselves, change the change what they're doing all over social media, get a new business card. But all that stuff's safe and comfortable. You know, it's pushing them out of their comfort zone to now start saying this is what I do in meeting these folks. And so that's what I try to do by giving them all the scripts and where to find them and to, for, to get the, the warm introductions from people you already know, you know, just get the doors open for you. I promise right. you that you know an investor. And if you don't personally, you'll know it through someone, you know, and you just yep. need to get that first conversation going. I think just it's like what you're doing now. You know, it started somewhere. It's funny. It's, it's so funny <laughs> how you just said that rang a bell in my head is for those people that go out there and they want to put all the branding and they want everything perfect. And I want it like you did when you first got in, you said, I got to go get every license before I do this to make sure I'm doing the right thing before right. I jump in, before I put even took my toe in the water. Well, the funny thing is the more perfect all that is, the less your friends and you are going to want to like, listen to you. Because if you went to them and you said, Hey, you know, I didn't pull the trigger on this. I'm just starting out with doing this. I just want to get your opinion on some. Can you can you do me a favor? Take a look at this. And I do it with another part of my business, which is on the attraction side of my real estate business. When I first got involved with the company I'm with now, we would we would say they said to you, they go, listen, once you once you have your once you're in the company, it's harder to go get people in front of you. But if you do it before and you're saying to them, hey, listen, I just want your opinion on this. And I don't have the business card. I don't have like the, the giant sign out front that says I'm Tom Jones investment properties. You know, they actually will actually. And, and what are your friends going to say? No, I don't want to. I don't want to come help you. So it's 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 interesting how you say that, because and you're right. All those steps that you just discussed are all the passive. They're things that you can't get bit at <laughs> and have somebody be confrontational with. What is the number one thing that you like? To get them off the to get them off the fence, how do you usually uh, besides being broke? How else, how else do you motivate? How do you motivate them? Oh, you know what's funny? I just heard someone or inspire say, them. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know how to make somebody be motivated, right? I mean, they've got to look at their life and decide that on their own. But I can't stand chasing sellers, chasing buyers. I don't want to chase people. I want them to chase me. And right. so, so how do you do that? Uh, I have what they want, right? So the other thing that you can do to get somebody off their butt to go do what they want to do is charge them an exorbitant amount of money. Because <laughs> now the risk is is so deep that they're not going to let that go to waste. So the folks that actually really invest outside of their comfort zone are the ones that are going to go do what they invested. So if you can get into a gym for $10 a month, guarantee you after three workouts, you're not going back still keep letting it charge you 10 bucks a month, but the investment is not enough to get you motivated to do it. Right. And so, you know, at some point you keep thinking you're going to do it, but at some point you just cancel your card. Right. Um, <laughs> so, but I heard a guru say that yesterday and I thought, you know, that is so true. He said the best thing he ever did was raise all his prices. Yep. So I'll wait till after your summit to do that. <laughs> but, <laughs> so if you guys haven't figured that out, you should get in now before she raises her price. Because if she heard about that yesterday, she's usually a woman of action. Um, she's definitely Sharon is definitely a lady boss. No two ways about it. So um, I'm assuming you're not gonna you're not gonna raise the price on him before that takes off. So no. um, <laughs> she's also a woman of faith. So we're gonna push on that a little bit and say you wouldn't do that to us, um, <laughs> but you will after, and she's entitled to it. Um, you know, it's interesting because as you're as you're saying that, and I'm thinking like, you know, 
um, what you know how many how many people that are in the environment that we're in in a group um, and how many people actually launched launched the actual product that they're doing or they're working on um, it's almost dumbfounding you know and you think about it they're like they must be independently wealthy because they're paying a tremendous amount of money to have somebody to coach them and and there's nothing worse than I, I give you a great example of this. So years ago, I had my own office, right? And we created, we reversed the model. We put the operations people in the front of the office and we put a prospecting room in the back of the office. I got rid of all the desk chairs. I raised the desks up to up to waist high because if you are if you stand when you prospect, you have 50% more energy and you're just a better closer, right? And I put two phones on each desk and I, and I basically said to my assistant, listen, you're going to lock us in at eight o'clock in the morning. And if you open the door before 12, I'll fire you. So she said, okay. So my mortgage lender says, hey, I want to send this new guy to work with you guys and be like your go-to guy. And I said, okay, great. So I get him all set up on the desk. He's got like the two headsets on. He's got the phones and everything. And now he's standing there and I walk over and I'm like, I'm at my desk and I'm watching him going, what are you doing? And he's like shuffling the papers. He's sharpening his pencils. He looked like he was taking like the SATs with like the two number two pencils. So finally I walk over and I go, pick up the phone and call. He goes, oh, okay. So I pick up the receiver and now that the headphones are on, the, the ringing is in his ear and he puts his finger on the phone to like make it go away. And I said, I said, you want that to go away? I said, hold on a minute. I unplugged the receiver, threw it across the room. I go, do not touch that thing. Or if you do touch it, just leave. Don't come back in. And you know, in the, within the next two hours, he made like 10 calls because I told him don't hit the receiver. He actually made like $9,000 in like three weeks because <laughs> of what we, what we told him. But James, who was my associate or my mortgage rep said, we've been trying to get that guy in action for the past month and a half. He hasn't done crap. I knew either one of two things was going to happen if we sent them to you. He was either going to quit or he was going to get in action, <laughs> you know? So it's, it's sometimes, sometimes people need that push. Yeah. And for you, it may have been when your husband passed all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm going to own this and I'm going to do this, you know, or, you know, like your, your husband, Juan, who's been a wealth of knowledge for us, thank God. Um, he's really been helpful with what we're doing here to say, hey, by the way, <laughs> you know, I'm like, oops. So, Sharon, um, I'm going to wrap this up, but I want to just point out to him again, the 10X Real Estate Warrior Nation, you're going to get Sharon's um, coursework. You're going to get a bunch of free information. We have about a half hour of free, like what I call freemium, where she's going to tell you all about it and what to do, kind of similar to today, but different. Um, and if you really want to get the secret sauce, though, like she said, we're not going to give you it for free because if we do, you're not going to do it. So get off your butt, go get a free access pass, go get in, get involved in her program, get involved in her stuff. She is a wealth of knowledge and you know what? She will change your life. If nothing else, you know, and by the way, Sharon, I know you're, this is near and dear to you too. If you guys don't want to get involved in the 10 X real estate warrior nation for yourself and you're, you know, and I, listen, you spend more at Starbucks than you do for what we're charging you for this. Um, what we've actually decided to do is take temp, uh, take five percent of whatever whatever we generate as a result of this of the summit, and we're using it to bring a warrior home for those warriors that can't afford to uh, fly home for the holidays and stuff like that. So this year we were able to bring seven or eight home. Uh, our goal this year is to bring home twenty, um, and I've committed to my local. We do this through the Knights of Columbus in my town. Um, I've committed to take five percent of whatever is raised here and give it to them. So. If you do it for nobody else, do it for somebody else. Um, and Sharon, as always, we appreciate you, man. You're a wealth of knowledge. Um, if I ever need a house, on, you know, anywhere in the United States, by the way, um, and I don't want to manage it, you're the one. Because that's not my, I am not the, I'm not the light bulb guy. 
allow right. my the light bulb went out in my house again. Right. Great, right. screw one in. <laughs> yeah. We don't we don't we don't pay that. Awesome, my pleasure, Sean. I look forward to the summit and seeing uh, all your guys there. It'll be awesome. What should we be looking for um, coming down the pike from you? What are you working on? Well, I am working on this and setting up all the procedures. You know, learning all the new laws in North Carolina is I might as well bang my head against the wall. So uh, I couldn't yeah. do that. <laughs> you're a patient woman and a brilliant woman. And um, man, Sharon, lady boss, you're awesome. We appreciate Thank you very it. much. Thank Have you. Have a great day, everybody. Enjoy Thanks, it. Don't Sean. forget to come to the summit. Enjoy it. Talk to you soon.